0: Hey guys, it's Philippa Hanna here, and welcome to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. In this podcast, I get to speak to some incredible people about their lives, their music, their ministries, their journey, and most importantly, the way God has been able to shine a light into a difficult situation. Every one of us goes through hard times at some point in our lives, so it's really good to hear from others the way that God has been able to work in and through a situation to tell a great story and make something beautiful. Today on the podcast, we're going to be chatting to the incredible Abby Eaton. Abby is a friend of mine. We've written songs together, recorded together, we've toured together, and she is a big part of Life Central Church UK in Lancashire, where she leads worship. She's married to the incredible Chris Eaton, who you may know as the famous songwriter who wrote Saviour's Day for Cliff Richard, Breath of Heaven, the incredible Christmas song, which is world famous, and they're a great team and a great partnership. Abby also has a little boy, his name is Beau, and she's going to be talking to us about her journey with anxiety. We're going to be talking about intrusive thoughts, how to deal with those when they come our way, and how to deal with shame in the midst of our anxious times. So grab yourself a brew, enjoy this little chat that we had together, and please stay tuned to the end to find out how you can win a copy of Abby's incredible EP. It's called Anchor. It's such a blessing. So we'll chat and catch up at the end. See you in a bit. Happy eating. Welcome to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. I'm so excited to actually see your beautiful face.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to see yours and thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's nice
0: to just catch up. We had a bit of a catch up a few weeks ago um, and I told you my amazing news that I've expected a baby. <laughs> I think um, I deafened you. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> With my you reaction. Had, you literally had the best reaction of, all my friends and family i don't mind saying that some of them might be offended but you expect to have your ears completely blown off your head don't you when you tell people that
1: amazing news yeah yeah very excited
0: so i've already done an introduction that people know a little bit about you but i thought we could kind of just get to know you a bit you know so that people at home feel like they they get a really true true glimpse of the real Abbey Eaton because the real Abbey Eaton is awesome. And <laughs> the whole, <laughs> it's true. And the whole point of this podcast is to is to get real, you know, and to go into the person behind the ministry, the person behind the great songs. I think so many people look to us in platform ministry or public mm-hmm. music ministry and think we're somehow spiritually above them or spiritually mm-hmm. ahead or something where, as we know, that actually we're in yeah. the trenches and we're just trying to work it out right through music that's right. So, so that's why I yeah. want to invite you to talk about your songs a little bit and and hopefully to get into a little bit of the true story behind some of that stuff and your mm. true experiences so firstly though how did you actually get into music how did music start for you
1: Music started for me at a very early age. My family are all super musical and just love music. So from, you know, being, since I could talk, but even before I could talk, I was singing. I think I drove my parents crazy and there's footage of me just running around outside going la 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 la, you know, just singing away. And um, yeah, music was always just such a massive part of our household. And um Yeah, just a huge part of my DNA, really. And I'll never forget my dad was totally into music. Have it actually, you know what though? My mum wasn't all that into music and still isn't all that into it. But my dad is just like me. It's just like, can't live without it got to have it on. It changes an atmosphere. It changes changes your feelings. Um, And I'll never forget, my dad used to be a milkman. And I used to get, back in the day when I used to get excited about getting up early in the morning, which is not the case now. But I remember (laughs) getting really excited about being able to go out and do the milk round with him in like the dead of night. And I'll never forget him playing James Taylor and we just, I just grew up on, I grew up on all different kinds of music but I love James Taylor, if I'm ever feeling a bit out of my depth, I put James Taylor on, and he just brings me back home um, and I remember learning to sing harmonies for the first time, just just with my dad, just trying it out and just singing and then, so I, I just remember this like musical journey that I've been on since I was tiny but it was just being around music all the time really and having it on. So did your dad give you your voice? That's the question. (laughs) He wouldn't say he did. I think (laughs) um, apparently his dad, who unfortunately died when my dad was only seven, but he Mm. was the church organ player and he used to go around all the churches playing the organ. And then his wife, my grandma, her sister was an opera singer. Um, I think we have got sporadically lots of different people in the family who... um, used to sing and we're all just into music. It's particularly my dad's side of the family. My mum's not so much. My dad's Mm -hmm. side of the family to the point where whenever we get together at Christmas, we crack out the old hymn sheets and we all sing and it's just what we do. It just yeah it brings us together as a family I've
0: seen the videos of you singing with your family at Christmas it's so it's so fairy tale like Walton's like um and you know when I first met you my first impression of you was boy can this girl sing like such a natural singer I mean there are different sorts of singer and I just feel because I've grown up in music um like singing since I was a baby as well you can tell when somebody just has it in their blood and it's just what they were born to do. So I remember hearing your voice and then thinking, but she's also one of the nicest people and the most beautiful people I've ever met. Oh. So clearly just so so gorgeous to look at. And we met in your church, I think, um, for the first yeah. time. And I remember you looking genuinely happy to meet me and just being just so warm, <laughs> just so warm and lovely. And, and that's you and... I guess, I think, you know, I know you super well and you're also really honest, so we've talked about many things, we've talked about mm-hmm. your journey with anxiety, your journey with becoming a mum, all of that behind the scenes stuff and I just think that there might be lots of people who look at you and think, Abby just looks like one of those girls who never gets it wrong, she's got it together, oh. she wins at everything, she's that girl at school that always is everybody's best mate and... Um, but I just really want to blow the cover off that, really, and let people Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Let people Absolutely. in.
1: Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And do you know what? I um, I had to move... I was bullied right the way through school. I uh, <sighs> To the point where I had to move school, high schools. Like, primary really? school, probably not so much. But high school... And I went to a high school that was very... I mean, in the title, it was, like, technology college. and And I was just like, this is just so not me. And I just felt like... Even the teachers, and I—I was bullied. I've got sticky out ears, and I was called Dumbo, and all that sort of stuff, and like things that really, like, now you think how ridiculous. But kids are cruel. (laughs) Kids are, and you know, (laughs) you really feel that when you're at that age. And I remember high school just feeling like massively scary. I went to a tiny primary school as well, like really small, and kind of just everyone felt like family and then i went to mm-hmm. high school and i was terrified and and i was bullied to the point where i said to my parents i feel like the teachers don't even understand me and aren't even don't even have my back i want to move schools and i think it was a friend of mine who was at the school that i moved to and it was more kind of performing arts based and um and i went there and not that that was a breeze and there weren't any you know kids that were a bit nasty because you know, I'm teaching my son at the moment. He said to me, I want to move schools, mummy, this kid's driving me crazy. And I'm like, you know what? There's going to be kids that drive you crazy wherever you go. Um, And it's just, yeah. So I, I want to blow the cover on that because I was, yeah, I was bullied and I had to, I had to face quite, yeah, a lot of just kind of learning to stand up for myself but deal mm-hmm. with that in the right way where I didn't get bitter about those other people. And actually, it's really funny because I'm really good friends with some of the girls that used to bully me. <laughs> really? And, <laughs> yeah. and their names are? I'm just kidding. Um,
0: <laughs> we won't do that. Well, that's actually really interesting. I never knew that. I've known you for, what, 15 years more? And I yeah. never knew that. Um, yeah. That you had to deal with that at school. I dealt with that at school, but it was more in my younger years. And I kind of, I found, like, so I was bullied when I was little, like really little. Mm. And uh, how old is Beau now? Your your son, we he'll should say, eight. for the audience. Yeah, my son,
1: my child. He'll be eight next month.
0: Yeah. So honestly, like, around mm. Bo's age, that's probably when I was bullied the worst. You know, that yeah. kind of, like, in between, that kind of when you're just sort of growing up, figuring out who you are. Um, And mm. I, I just basically made a whole new persona when I went to secondary school so that that wouldn't happen so for me like in in adult life it's been I've had to negotiate that and learn how to be real again learn how to be me but what surprises me about you though is that you are still to this day the most social person I know you've got so much energy for people like how have you stopped yourself from becoming hardened by people judging you like that at a young age
1: I think I think as you grow up, you know, I'm mid-30s now, I think maturity plays a huge part in just giving people a second chance. I think definitely there was a part of me where I remember I was singing at a friend's wedding a couple of years ago and I was absolutely terrified because one of the girls that used to bully me was coming to the wedding. And I remember wow. thinking, I'm really nervous to see her. is not the right word. I was nervous. I was nervous to see her because she was really nasty to me at school. And, you know, I think just as you get older, you just think, You've got to give people a chance. And, you know, we all we all have things that we're ashamed of. We all mm-hmm. have the situations that we've not dealt with in the right way. And I think when when you're growing up and, you know, adulthood, you know, you kind of just learn to deal with things differently. And actually, I remember seeing this girl and she was so lovely with me. And we never had to have that conversation of you were horrible to me back in the day. It was just, it was just that unsaid that it's it's all okay it's cool you know we've both mm-hmm. grown up we've both done things that we're not uh, proud of and that's that's life isn't it yeah
0: because people really do change as well they do and they do. but it's weird how they can have that mental hold on you and how that can trigger anxiety so like in a stage performance situation I've definitely had yeah. that situation where I've found like there's somebody going to be in an audience or at a church that used to be cruel to me or even like maybe an ex-boyfriend from when you were growing up and you're like oh they know me in a certain way and I mean I think like one of the things we have in common is that we've really battled with anxiety and I I do want you to maybe talk to me about a song that has helped you through that or that tells a story about that because Stained Glass Stories Mm -hmm. this podcast is is about really seeing how God has has shone a light in a situation to make it beautiful and used something like anxiety or a or a scary experience or a bad experience to sort of create a beautiful picture. And I yeah. love your song, "Anchor." It's such a good song. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Everyone go check it out on Spotify right now, save it, save and listen and listen. Cause it's so good, <laughs> especially for the times we're in. What could you tell us about your journey with anxiety and maybe how God's worked in it?
1: It's really interesting, you know, Philippa, cause I am, um, I'm going on a journey right now, like I say, I'm mid-30s now, and I'm like, I feel like I need to get to the root of this anxiety. Um, because it actually only manifested itself after I had Bo, and he's now nearly eight. And so it's only really been for the last eight years that I've been navigating my way through an everyday battle with anxiety. Um, and I started to think, where did this come from? And you know, I've had some amazing friends that I've got to chat with really like openly and honestly and pretty like raw conversations um and digging back and that doesn't just take time but it takes guts like I've really been on this journey recently of thinking where did this all start where did this all come from and um I was always aware of a situation that happened to me when I was about Beau's age I was about seven or eight and um not to go too into the whole you know make it too spiritual but i i actually had like a, a spiritual attack that happened to me in the middle of the night um when i was younger and it manifested itself physically i literally felt what like something grab my leg and try and pull me out of the bed and i know i felt it and it was this attack that happened to me and um it's never it's never left me. Like I always remember this thing happening to me to the point where I was just cowering in the bed and all crumpled up in, in panic and in fear. And I didn't sleep a wink. Um, and I, t- I didn't tell anyone for ages. And I remember I told my mom like years later and, um, and that was a moment that I had just shelved and thought, oh yeah, that happened to me. um, and not actually really dealt with, Um, and I realised there were certain things in my life that had happened to me that I'd not dealt with, Mm. so that was one of the things, this like fear that gripped me in the night, and I'd actually not stood on the promises of God and gone, God, where were you in it, or, you know, speak to me about that experience, like what did that mean? And so recently I've gone back, and it's been really hard, but I've gone, okay, where where was God in that? and he's mm. showed himself where he was, and he's spoken to me about where he was, and that I was covered, and that he he had me safe under the, you know, under his, his feathers, and um, again, I was in a car accident when I was pregnant with Beau, and he showed me, you were covered, you were covered, and so I've gone back and looked at what could be triggers, and I think, anxiety never just appears it manifests itself over time Mm -hmm. and it's only when you you go there and it is scary to go there because you have to re you have to take yourself back and if it wasn't a nice moment like it wasn't nice what I experienced when I was younger and this feeling of fear like something was trying to take me out, you know, yeah. take me out. Um, and and then once I realized that was where that came from, I was then able to almost kind of break that and say, that happened, but I am not that. I am not that event. And I had the power of Jesus in me then, you know, as a, as a young kid. And then again, moving forward, when I was pregnant with Bo, Jesus had me in the palm of his hand. He had me covered. And I think it's realizing that with for me with anxiety I now realize anxiety is an external thing like coming at me this is not something from it feels like it's from within and it and the way you feel is is within mm-hmm. but actually the anxiety comes at you and so once you realize that the anxiety isn't coming from within you, it's coming from outside of you, then it's so much easier to tackle that. And really it's just putting God first and it's putting him at the center. And even when you don't feel strong, and even when those the promises that you're standing on, you're like, you're really wobbling. (laughs) But yeah. just to stand like with both feet, even if you're shaking, just to stand on his promises and to and just and just to pray and remember who you are and that you are held no matter what you go through. That helps me every day because every day I face things that come at me. I face that mm-hmm. thing in my mind that says, you're not good enough. You shouldn't. You're not good enough to do that. She's so much better at that. And oh, you would, not you know, writing a song, you would never have thought to write that because you're just not clever enough you know all these things and and you know people listening today who are suffering with anxiety it manifests itself differently for all of us and um, but none of us are immune and i think it's knowing your triggers and it's knowing how you can best deal with it both spiritually but also practically as well yeah
0: wow i've never thought about did you the whole thing about anxiety being external rather than internal did you learn that from a counselor or a journal or something cuz that's a bit of a revelation for, for me, even, in this in this moment as you're chatting to me.
1: Oh, wow, that's amazing. I mean, definitely a trusted friend um, I chatted through with. And, just, and it was almost like, yeah, that sort of revelation that actually, and it's not the same for everybody, but for me, my anxieties were situational. Um, so, for instance, and the trigger was something that happened to me but every day when I have, so it could be, um, if my husband doesn't come home within ten minutes of when he says he'll be home, I imagine that something awful's happened to him, mm-hmm. and I have to say to myself, these thoughts are coming at you. They are not from within. They're really not. They're they they're coming at you, and um, and and you know if you're a Christian, and again not to get too like heavy with it all, but you know you, we're in a spiritual battle. Oh my goodness! We are in such a spiritual battle to the point where Jesus is is in us. If you've invited him into your heart, he's there. Of course, he is. But the devil is doing all that he can to derail you, and he's doing all that he can to shift your focus and tell you that you can't do what you know really deep down inside you can. So you know, for me, the way it helps is I sit there and I go. This isn't from within me. Yes, I, fe- I feel like it is, but this is something that's coming at me. And I'm just going to say, no, nope, not today. No. And I'm just, you know, and I've got my verses, like I've got things that I speak out. And actually in song, you know, you referenced anchor before. And for me, anchor is here. There is no fear, only perfect peace. And trust me when I say, when I am feeling fear, I sing that over myself because I know where Jesus is there cannot be fear. Where there where there is love, you know, there is no room for fear. So if my faith is worth anything, it's worth remembering and standing on that, that where he is, there there is no fear. And it's so, so I good just yeah. what you're
0: saying. I'm, I love it, honestly. <laughs> and I actually I can feel this is a little weird, but my baby is moving as you're talking. What? I, she's like giving me some she's jabbing you, she's giving you a high job. <laughs> she's fist bumping you auntie abby um i love it it's I love really it. Do you know what though honestly it's yeah. so reassuring because and i think this is a key thing you know about anxiety being external and using god as that filter to take those thoughts captive because i do think yes. that there's something about the spiritual journey of transitioning into motherhood obviously there's hormonal things which massively trigger anxiety as well. I've learned things throughout, like even dehydration can trigger anxiety because your heart rate increases, which tells you something's off. And all of those things happen in pregnancy as well and could possibly be happening after like they did for you. Mm. But also Mm. you are, you're going back into your own childhood. You're looking at your own parents and how they parented and what were the things that put fear in you because everybody's to their best intentions um it could be just like the way your parents used to always make you wash your hands or the way your parents mm-hmm. would always say look both ways when you're crossing the road and it kind of it plants fearful thoughts without without meaning yeah. to and that's definitely yeah. something that I've been encountering through my pregnancy just like a level of paranoia even so yeah even just this morning I'm in the house on my own and um, just going for my shower. I was like, shall I I lock the door of the bathroom or shall I not? If I fall and hurt myself, it's locked. No one can get in. That's bad. On the other hand, I'm really vulnerable. If someone breaks into the house to attack me (laughs) and the (laughs) the door's locked, that gives me extra protection. I'm like, I'm going for a shower. Why am I planning my funeral? Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah, But that's the power of anxiety and I think oh, what goodness. you're saying about realising it's external, it removes that shame element, which I think we don't yeah. we feel ashamed when we're just so anxious and we We feel like we're doing it to ourselves, don't we?
1: Yes, yeah, it does and it, it can often feel like self-sabotage and sometimes yeah. you can just, you feel like you are your feelings and you are your thoughts um, it, and the mind is so unbelievably powerful. It really is. I just think we can't underestimate the mind. Um, so yeah, that's helped me, really, really helped me hugely. And um, But it was only after I had Bo that I started to really feel quite low. And um, I definitely suffered with postnatal depression. And and then out of that, I think, you know, having really just trusted people in your world that you can talk to honestly and openly, because exactly like you just said, Philippa, about the thoughts that you have, that are just, you just think they're crazy to anyone else. And you just, you think no one else could possibly have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I remember having thoughts after I had Bo, like, I don't look, I don't, I'm not connected with him. Mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, and all these things that and then I'm like, oh, that makes me a bad mom. That makes me a terrible person. And actually, once you you find people that you really trust to open up to, and you soon realize, oh my goodness, I am so not alone in how I am thinking and feeling. And actually, like you said, this is really normal. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's not to be expected, but it it is normal because you know you have a baby, you're pregnant, and your hormones are all over the place. And I just think the power of the mind, like like you said, we need to take these thoughts captive if they're not of God, mm-hmm. if they're not from him. You know, it's like, let's ha- let's have a filter. And I'm still on a journey and I do not get it right all the time. And sometimes I just feel like my thoughts are coming at me thick and fast and I just do not know what to do. Um, but so I'm still learning really what my coping mechanisms are. But, but, but Jesus, you know, scripture, for me, worshiping and singing you know, just, just worshipping and doing what I believe I was created to do and hopefully I'll be doing in heaven forever and ever and ever, which gets me really excited. Um, Yeah, it's it's I think trusted friends are so, so important. And actually the lady that I um prayed with and probed some questions and made me really think differently is more of an acquaintance. I don't actually really know her all that well, but I just reached out to her when I was in a bit of a dark moment and God just... God just put her name on my heart. So I messaged her and she was the person that God had prepared for that time to to speak with me. Um, and actually it was quite good because sometimes the people you're more closer to, it can be more difficult to... Open up with the scarier things if that makes sense or you know perhaps you're going to come out with something that you think, well, they won't be expecting me to say that mm-hmm. you know so sometimes it's it's people that you don't even necessarily know that well and then God started to reveal things to her that she would never have known because she doesn't know me all that well and um yeah, I, I'm it, again, it's a journey that i'm I'm still on now, but it's exciting it's scary and it's exciting and everything all rolled into one.
0: It's really good to uh, seek out closure, um, work through things. Um, I think it's really interesting that in in this period of lockdown and the pandemic, that both you and I, and I'm sure everybody else, <laughs> have been forced to really look at where they get their security, how they deal with their fear, um, all of those things that you think make you a basket case for, <laughs> want of a better phrase, you know, the things you feel so shameful about sharing actually, we're sort of getting to a point where we're like, we can't live like this, really. We can't live with this daily anxiety, we have to tackle it. And so I think it's so encouraging that you're saying that you're doing that, you're taking active steps. I've been doing a course online that was recommended by my midwife, um, wow. which is basically like a CBT course that you do yourself, you action it yourself, you do modules, you tick tick it off. And um, that's just been helping me just to know that there's there's a brain process that's happening here, you know, because it feels so human and real and vulnerable, mm-hmm. all this anxiety stuff. But actually, it's it's brain stuff and it's stuff that all humans face, you know, and yeah. it can be triggered by anything, a car accident, yeah. a pandemic, a job loss, a life change, whatever. Yeah. So um, there'll be so many people dealing with that right now. Um, so before oh, we just yeah. sort of finish, and I know you've got to go get your hair done, although it looks great already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm desperate.
0: <laughs> um, you've got something coming up, haven't you? Another release that you're excited about, which also kind of connects
1: to this as well. So, let's let's hear about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, it kind of. Um it's kind of happened to us in a way. So as I mentioned, did I mention Chris? (laughs) I'm married to a songwriter Um, and we have our little boy Bo and I had to, um, since obviously lockdown and doing church online, I've um, still been serving at church, still been um, ministering through worship and song and we've been writing some songs for the church um, as well. But I had to learn a song that um Church we're going to feature and it's called cast your cares it's written by governor b and uh jimmy james stocker who produced my anchor wow. EP, and i think matt Redman wrote it as well with them and um and i am um, I, I had to learn this song and um, Bo is always in the car with me all the time, and whenever I'm learning a song for church or whatever, I just listen, 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 and he was listening, and there's a part where Governor does this rap, and um, Bo had been listening for a little while, and then he said to me, Mummy, um, can, I, can I be in this video? And I said, oh darling, I think, I think it's all covered now, we're filming it tonight, like I think it's all covered, and he was like, well I know the rap, And he just did the rap.
0: You are kidding me. You are kidding me. Bo is rapping
1: in your next single. Bo's rapping in the next song. So it's not our song, but you know what? And he sings it as well. So it's like Bo featuring Chris and Abby Eaton. Um, But it's called Cast Your Cares. And it is literally about casting your cares on his shoulders. Um, And because he sings it and he's got, I know I'm biased, but he's got this pure, beautiful voice. And there's just something so special about a child singing, cast your cares on his shoulders. And it's just that almost a childlike faith that you as an adult with all your worries and all your concerns and all your stresses, you go, ah, it comes back to this. It comes back to just being, having that childlike faith and not needing all the answers and not needing to know how you're going to deal with tomorrow and not needing to know how you're going to deal with your anxieties. just childlike faith give it to him so we just really felt like we had to release it we played it to a few friends they were in tears they were like this is really special you've got to get it out there so we're filming the music video for it next week and we'll be releasing it soon so yeah it's not one of our songs but we just feel really compelled to to release it and put it out there
0: that is so exciting I cannot wait for the video oh my goodness well um (laughs) yeah guys listening watching out there please go and visit abby's spotify account please follow listen to the songs the anchor ep is awesome i'm even in there a little bit and um and also just abby thanks again for being so honest and open and that's who you are that's what we like to do and um would you give us maybe a copy of the ep to give away to people um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I'll I've got think tote of, um, bags. I've
1: got prints. I'll give you some goodies.
0: <laughs> yes, I'll think of some way of doing a little competition, and we'll give away um, one of your lovely EPs to a listener and a viewer. Thanks, Abby. Love you so much.
1: Guys, thanks for
0: tuning in today to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. I really hope you found that conversation between me and my friend Abby really encouraging and that it helps you to deal with any anxious thoughts you're having today. So how do you get hold of that incredible EP? really really super easy all you have to do is hop on over to this video on youtube and leave a comment telling us what you thought of the podcast you can say hi you can tell us where you're from it doesn't matter at all just comment underneath the youtube video itself and we will pick somebody at random and we'll send you this ep as a gift i'll also throw in a copy of stained glass stories as a thank you as well so please tune in next time we love hanging out with you and we'll see you on the next stained glass stories podcast